This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Wolves nil, Liverpool won. Diogo Jota coming back to haunt his former side and back on the score sheet for the Reds. I'm Guy Clark. This is the post-game podcast here on the Blood Red channel as we bring you reaction to the Reds making it back-to-back wins, although the result put into perspective late on with Wolves keeper Rui Patricio stretched off after a clash with Connor Cody. Well, coming up, we've Jurgen Klopp on the goal scorer. Sure, it's just a, a, a glass football player, so um, but it's uh, we don't really you can't take it for granted that uh, a boy is out for three months. The Echoes Liverpool correspondent Paul Gorst at Molyneux. Liverpool march on, it's um, back to winning ways, uh, back to back clean sheets now. And our regular contributors have their say on Liverpool's hopes of European qualification. We know we can do it, we've still got that quality, we've got the quality throughout the team. Yeah, we've had our issues this season. But we're still in the mix. Insight, analysis and opinion all to come right here on the Post Game Podcast. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool moved up to sixth in the Premier League after a 1-0 win here at Molyneux this evening. A really hard-fought victory for Jürgen Klopp's side. Uh, Pretty much the same as it usually is here at this venue, of course. Uh, Diogo Jota's goal right on the cusp of half-time. His uh, goal against his former club, of course, uh, brought up his 10th of the season. And gave Liverpool a win, um, a game that was pretty much built on uh, the kind of solidity that uh, we came to see last week um, against RB Leipzig. With Ozan Kabak and Nat Phillips once again excelling at centre-back, their behaviour and partnership really does go on. Um, it may not be a long-term one for Liverpool with Virgil van Dijk, Joe Gomez and Joel Matip all on the recovery road. But uh, they really have stood up in the last couple of games and uh, with Fabinho in front of them back in midfield once again, uh, Liverpool do look a tough nut to crack, it has to be said. And um, Liverpool... Uh, difficult game to assess, uh, didn't create too many chances but um, the, the goal that they scored uh, really was an incisive one. One such passes from Mane, Salah and Jota squeezed it under Patricio, um, as I say, right on the cusp of half-time to give Liverpool the all-important uh, 1-0 lead and it was one that they held on to. Um, Rui Patricio was forced off with a nasty-looking head injury in the closing stages. John Ruddy was uh, was allowed on as part of the, uh, the concussion sub that the Premier League now allow. But uh, Rui uh, Nuno Espirito Santo, the Wolves manager, has confirmed that his goalkeeper is fine and, and doing OK. So that is uh, one positive note for for everyone, I suppose. Um, but uh, Liverpool march on. It's um, back to winning ways, uh, back-to-back clean sheets now. Um, something that, um, you know, small steps, the green shoots of recovery for Liverpool. Um, just have to kind of take these small wins as they arrive because it hasn't been too much to, to shout about for Jürgen Klopp's side. In recent weeks, but it's now um, six wins from the last seven in all competitions away from home, and that is uh, something to build on if they can rectify that wretched home record where they've lost the last six in Anfield. Uh, so Liverpool on the road, looking uh, looking better than they are at home. It's um, now up to six, as I say, uh, Liverpool won Wolves nil. The Echo's Liverpool correspondent Paul Gorst watching on at Molyneux as the Reds move to within five points of fourth place Chelsea. Nine games to go. Could Liverpool still make it? Well, a big weekend for the Reds with plenty of dropped points around them. Liverpool now up to sixth, as Gorsty says. Well, a strong night's work for Jurgen Klopp and his side. Here is Klopp speaking with the media after the game. Jurgen, first of all, though, just uh, on on Patricio. I mean, we've spoken to Nuno. It seems really positive news that he's he's awake, and uh, it was uh, obviously a very worrying incident, though. Oh yes, we wish him a boss. Of course, all the best. It was very awful situation. I, I didn't even see it, to be honest. I only saw it in the, 
uh, the impact, obviously, but not uh, not the situation because I watched the goal and then saw then the flag going up and then um, I, I was surprised that the goal is on the ground. I heard, but I heard how it happened. And um, yeah, in these moments, everything is um, loses importance immediately. Yeah, so. Um, and then so I don't know how long it took it exactly, but seven, eight minutes, and that was that's really long. And you can then you worry even more. So yeah, we wish him all the best, quick recovery, and um, yeah, hopefully it will be fine. Can I also ask as well what impact Diego Jota's return to from injury is, is, is having on the side now? Joke is just a, a, a class football player, so um, but it's uh, we don't really you cannot take it for granted that uh, a boy is out for three months. Um, or maybe even a little bit longer. Um, coming is coming back and and has immediate an impact again. That's that's not that's pretty rare to be honest. But he had since he's back. That is really helpful. And tonight then makes it even more special that he could score that goal, which was a nice goal and a good play, playing the passing situation from us, um, and a perfect moment to score the goal. To be honest, and like a second before halftime whistle. Um, so that was really good. But the rest of the game was obviously. A lot of defending, and I'm completely fine with that because that's exactly what we wanted to do. That's exactly what I wanted to see that we show um, 100% that we understand the situation right. It's not about being Liverpool on a on a gala night. It's about being Liverpool and being ready for fighting with all you have for a result, and um, that must be possible even on nights when we are not at our absolute best. And um, I'm really happy about the performance. It's all fine, but obviously. Um, the game is, I think Robo called it an ugly three points. I called it dirty three points, and I'm, I, I couldn't be more happy about the dirty three points. Hi, Jorgen. Uh, Jorgen, a very efficient uh, workman like performance there tonight. And uh, your two central defenders, uh, two rookie sort of defenders at this sort of level, but they really stood the test of a really vaunted Wolves side there tonight. Yeah, they had now to, they played now the second game in a row together and did really well. And you can imagine that the Leipzig game was difficult, but tonight was difficult for completely different reasons, because the, the, the speed of Traoré is just is actually undefendable um, in moments. And the first situation I think was a pass very early in the game. I didn't like the start of our game too much, to be honest. We are not active enough, but that pass in behind you can um, um, avoid all the time. And it was clear offside, but because of the, the rules, they let it run. And that had an impact on our last line for a few minutes. So we had to get settled again, and we did. From that moment on, they played really, really well, and I liked it a lot. It was, a, again, a massive task from a concentration point of view, and um, they did really well, and I'm uh, really happy. Jürgen, you've, you've mentioned in the past about um, the late flag for offsides when a player is through for offside. Obviously, in the build-up to the injury, Mo was offside. You do you think that whole thing needs to be looked at? or yeah, is... I think the whole thing needs to be looked at, but I don't think this situation is... So I didn't see it back, but from what I saw, it was not like miles offside, like uh, yeah. it was the clearest offside in the world. So I really think for that, because we are, we cannot change these situations as unlucky and, and, and awful it was. Okay. Then. Yeah. Uh, but there are other situations, obviously, in a game when, you, when, it's, when everybody sees it, it's offside. Oh, my God. And then, but... That's the rules. Um, we, we spoke a lot about a lot of things uh, and um, yeah, need to be looked at for sure. If somebody yeah. changes it, I don't Thank you. Thank you. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.
Still our regular contributors to come here on the post-game podcast following the win over Wolves. And we start with Hannah. Premier League victory, finally. Um, such an important win. Very, very big game given you know teams around us drop points this weekend. So it was a job to do today and a big one at that. But I thought we handled it relatively well. First half, I didn't think we were particularly great. All game, really, I didn't think we were... I mean, I thought we were worthy of the win, just about. <laughs> but we didn't start particularly well, um, gave the ball away way too much. I thought thought Jota was a little bit guilty of that, as was Sadio Ginny a little bit as well. But other than that, um, defensively, I thought we were relatively good. <laughs> um, there's a few heart-in-your-mouth moments, <laughs> um, particularly at the end there. But I thought Quebec had a really, really good game. Um, Nat Phillips got the job done. Um, but Trent, I thought, was absolutely exceptional. I will, I will never buy the rhetoric that that Trent's had a bad season because I thought, at least, even when we've been awful as a team, I thought I, I I've thought that Trent's been been in some pretty decent form. You know, he is a good defender despite what people say obviously Jota gets the goal it was a bit of a, bit of a mad one that because I, I didn't even celebrate because I thought it hit the side netting to be honest didn't actually realise it had gone in until the scoreline went up and the players started celebrating but it was a good goal um, good to see the whole of the front three combined for that and you know, obviously Jota getting the goal against his former club I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if Nuno is going <laughs> to want to be giving him a giving him a big hug after that but um yeah despite scoring I, I I didn't think Jota had a particularly good game I don't know maybe there's only so many times I can I can come on here and say that that Jota's playing himself back into form I mean he's dangerous in front of goal and that's what we need I just a word on Sadio as well though because he's becoming increasingly frustrating almost as frustrating as as Firmino's been for a lot of us he just his touch his his finishing is there's just so many chances that's just getting squandered because Sadio either holds on to the ball for too long his touch is off and it's frustrating because I love him and he's a brilliant player and he's been so consistent for us for so long but as of late he he has been awful and it's it's frustrating to see. I think of of all of the front three, you know, Salah's been Salah's been the one. Salah's been the most dangerous. Salah's been the most consistent, in my opinion. But you know, we got the goal before half time, which is what we needed. Um, would have been good to get another, but wasn't quite to be. Again, there were a couple of chances that um, we maybe could have done a little bit better with. Um, and then obviously, we do get another and it's ruled out for offside rightfully so it it was offside but then obviously what happened to Rui Patricio it's not what you want to see and it's quite terrifying to watch and, and when someone's not being moved for that long it just gets increasingly more concerning and obviously that's the biggest the biggest concern I think anyone has um, coming out of that game for Nuno especially given and for the whole Wolves squad, given what happened to Raul Jimenez against Arsenal earlier in the season, you know, he's only just coming back into team training, wearing protective headgear, and that, that was a terrifying injury. So my thoughts were with Rui Patricio because that, that looked awful. I mean, 
there was a lot of discussion I saw particularly on social media and, and in commentary as well about whether or not the offside flag could have gone up a little bit earlier um, and whether or not that would have prevented it. Personally, I, I don't think it would have. I do believe there is a very strong case that referees need to be raising the flag when they know it's offside, even, you know, like that that was a tight call anyway. But um, I thought it was just so instantaneous. It was too quick that I think even if the flag had been raised immediately, I still think, you know, Salah would have got the shot away and, and scored the goal anyway, even if the flag had gone up, um, in which case the same collision probably would have happened regardless. So I, I don't think the referee or or that logic that they use is to blame for that particular incident, but that's not to say it won't be responsible for a potential incident incident in the future. So I think it is a is a rule that maybe needs to be looked at. But um yeah, it was a horrific injury and and for, for Connor Cody as well, he looked absolutely devastated at the end there. So Hopefully Patricio is okay, but of course it's football and, and things like that can happen, which is scary to think. But for Liverpool, it, it's a big win and, and we go into the international break now. Hopefully hopefully we'll continue this form in April. Some big games, but it's a, a win that we needed now. Hopefully we can just get a win at Anfield again. Hannah on the win over Wolves and its importance for the Reds season. Before we hear from Mike, let's head into the Blood Red podcast Facebook group. Ryan Deary writes, far better performance by Kabak tonight. Nice to get the points in the bag. Mark Donahue writes, that was a good win. Wolves looked toothless in front of goal, but they did pass the ball well and make it tricky. A scruffy win and I hope their goalie is okay. Like Mark, we do, of course, send our sentiments to Rui Patricio, who at the time of recording, Nuno Espirito Santo speaking in his press conference, saying that he was awake and conscious. Well, finally, in the Blood Red podcast Facebook group, Jonathan Ho writes, found a way tonight, something we haven't been able to say for a very long time. A few hair-raising moments, but generally defended well. Kabak growing with every game he's playing for us. Phillips winning everything in the air. Robertson did well under such a tricky opponent Trent had Neto in his pocket need to bury our chances to make our lives easier but good to see the game out with a clean sheet well for more in the blood red podcast Facebook group follow the link in the description of the podcast or just head to Facebook and search for blood red let's hear now though from another of our regular contributors with his take here's Mike Holt Wolves nil Liverpool one and I think if you'd have said to me before kickoff today if we'd have finished 15th and brought home number 7 in Istanbul in the Champions League, then I'd have took that all day long. I think the problem with the league form recently has been that Liverpool have really been the lemonade about the fears. And I think we've probably seen some sort of signs tonight that maybe that's sort of coming back a bit now. I think touching on the opposition before we talk about the Reds, I mean, the first obvious thing to say that a speedy recovery, obviously, and we'd hope that Rui Patricio is not going to be injured or... Hasn't got any serious injuries there for too too long term. And uh, I think going into the game, I think first half, Nelson Nelson Semedo looked a, a big threat for them. And it seemed that we nullified that quite quickly in the second half. Pedro Neto was quite a live wire. And I'd probably put him in that group of the likes of Harvey Barnes at Leicester and Rafinha at, at Leeds. That, the sort of nucleus of group there that 
Liverpool would probably look at signing those sort of players in the summer. I think we're reviewing the Reds tonight. I think just touching on the positives there, I think the Bolton Brazier at the back showing the art our defending isn't quite dead yet. And uh I think he's been a massive thing in setting the tempo from the back there that just no nonsense defending and that's probably what we've needed. I think we were never going to be able to replace Van Dyke and have this ball playing centre half that can spray balls around, but just having someone in there that can just defend as a proper defender has been has, has been a breath of fresh air, really. I felt Robbo and Trent defensively dealt really well with uh, Adama Traore and Neto tonight, but they also looked quite good going offensively. So they had that nice balance there tonight, and I think maybe that's a lot of because Fabino's there and he can track the runners and come across and fill the gaps where we've not had that before. I think Jota's carried on his form from the Leipzig game in, in midweek and the pressing straight away from the first minute just looks so much more energetic, in my opinion, than when Bobby's been there. And I don't think people can underestimate how much that pressing sets a tempo for the rest of the team. And I think naturally he poses a bit more of a goal threat than Bobby and maybe that'll just take the pressure off Bobby for a little for a little while now. Something I also noticed as well with um, Kabak is his actual pace. He's he's a fast centre-back and I suppose we've lost a lot lot of pace losing Gomez and Van Dijk, mainly Gomez at the back there and he's made up for a lot of the pace that Nat Phillips hasn't got. If I had to touch on any negatives today, I suppose, I think Thiago, to me he just looks like he's trying a little bit too hard to impress rather than just playing his natural game. I'm not too sure the Buckies are going to carry on handing out bets on him to get bookings going forward now because it just seems to be a bit of a given every game but some of his passing in the first half was just going a little bit astray and then and then he obviously started to tire during the second half due to the substitution of obviously Cater coming on and I, I, sometimes I just feel like he's just trying a little bit too hard like when he can just he's a world-class player he just needs to play his game I think overall it's obviously a great result to carry on that form um, from the Champions League and Hopefully we can just carry on picking up these wins and I still think top four's going to be a massive climb now but if we can just put a run together and put heap the pressure on other teams in and around us then who knows that we might be able to get back into that top four and again it's just nice to see that we're keeping clean sheets, scoring goals and the lads seem to have the smile on their faces as well which has been um, a bit of an absence in the league for so long obviously and obviously a great win. And uh, I'd like, obviously, like to say that hopefully that Rui Patricio is going to recover quite well from this injury because it did it did look horrible. I think when they're not showing the replays, they always tells you that something's not quite not quite good there. So hopefully that sparks a debate of um, actually raising the flag when players are offside rather than leaving it down to VAR and letting the play go on. Maybe that's the only positive we can really take out of that. So overall, a good win, and uh, on to the next game. <laughs> Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Uh, valuable, valuable three points for Liverpool tonight in what I thought was a terrible, a terrible overall game. I, I didn't think Liverpool played well at all, and Wolves I thought were really poor as well. I mean, you know the Wolves are the team who do not like to apply any kind of high pressure really to the opposition, and so. They're very content to sit back into a shape and, and spring from that shape and launch counter-attacks from deeper positions, especially with the pace of some of the players they have in the attacking third who can travel with the ball and make distance, uh, progress the ball up the field. So 
Liverpool were never going to come under massive pressure when they were in possession, but some of the actual football I felt from Liverpool was so poor, the decision-making so poor, the weight of the pass. And I think over the last couple of weeks, I've always sort of believed, well, not sort of believed, I can see it in the statistics and also what I can see with my eyes, that Liverpool have maintained a lot of the traits that have made them such a good side in terms of dominance with the ball, territorial advantage however have really struggled in between the boxes and it was the complete opposite today and it just shows you how sometimes perception will be a lot different after after obviously Liverpool win the game today there'll be a, a little bit more optimism but over the last few weeks and with this performance as well I don't know if I am as optimistic because actually I would say in the last three or four games the performance level has actually dropped and they've had a mixed bag of picking up some wins and not picking up some wins. But I actually was more confident when I was seeing the same principles being applied and Liverpool having the same kind of territory and, and dominance over the opposition that they would normally have, albeit they weren't productive enough where it really matters in either area. So I think I've watched Liverpool teams down the years and... There's there's been some fantastic Liverpool teams in that period. However, there's also been times where you you look at Liverpool and you think it's lacking in real quality. And there's almost nothing you can do if you've got a situation where you're lacking quality in the final third. It's almost as if you're only as good as your players really in that area. So although Liverpool, as we know, have conditioned functions of play that they use, you know, collaborative, rehearsed movements. Uh, that are repeated on a, on a regular basis and hence what has made Klopp so so brilliant in terms of coaching out of possession, but also in possession, not reliant on the individuals. But Liverpool have really suffered in that respect of late and have really struggled to combine at all. And there hasn't been really much semblance of sort of the cohesive movements and combinations that we've seen in the past. And if you were to look at Liverpool at this moment in time, and okay, you would drop from out of space to be able to see Liverpool play over the last few months, you'd say that they've got into some great areas, but have just totally lack quality. And you can't say that they lack quality individually overall, because obviously we know that Liverpool have had some world-class operators in, in that area of the pitch. There's no question in Salah, Manny and Firmino down the years, and have been brilliant for Liverpool. But I would say all three, I mean Salah less so, but I would say all three have really lacked in terms of productivity and decision-making choices at times when they've got into where it really matters. And it's almost a situation that Liverpool are in at the moment in which they haven't actually got good enough individual quality in the final third to feel like they're anywhere near winning enough games or being able to win enough games that would put any kind of pressure on the sides that are directly above them. And and that's the concern for me. I mean, they look like they've tightened up to some respect with Phillips and Kabach, who seem to have, you know, well, they are what they are. They're no-nonsense defenders. Phillips in particular, I think, has never put a foot wrong for Liverpool. And although Liverpool might suffer in terms of the build-up and the ability to operate 1v1 when the ball's turned over, they've been solid. You can't deny they've been solid in the last few games, the pair of them, and you've got to give them great credit. And as I say, Phillips overall, great credit. 
So it looks like Liverpool are getting more stability in that area. But I don't see the productivity being anywhere near enough from the attacking players and even the supply in terms of midfield to make me believe that they'll win enough games because that's what it is. I mean, it's not just that the fact that other teams have got to drop points, but you've got to see Liverpool being able to win enough games. And I just don't think that is really the case at the moment. You'd like to think that with the attacking quality and what they've produced over the years, that that, that it's a short-term sort of hindrance and, and level from the likes of your, your Manny and Firmino and that they will come back to a level. However, Firmino's decline has been more substantial for a longer period of time and Manny just seems to have fell off a cliff in terms of his decision-making. And Liverpool are massively reliant on these players. They're not a team who you know, get goals from other areas or who can hate you from different areas in terms of different individuals being on the score sheet and and the heavy dependence, I suppose, has, has been shown up in the fact that when them players are below the level, they haven't really been able to come up with solutions. So as much as I'd say good win for Liverpool tonight, good three points on the board, I'd say there's still areas from concern that I'm certainly not going to be blinded by the fact that Liverpool have won a scrappy game against Wolves, who I believe are a really poor side at the moment themselves, and Liverpool should have given a stonewall penalty away in the opening couple of minutes. So, so yeah, a victory, but I'm always likely to, to look at the underlying performances more so because I think they give you an indication of how likely it is that you can put together successive results to climb the table and accumulate more points on a regular basis. Mark there looking on the tactical side of the win over Wolves at Molyneux. Doesn't matter how Liverpool did find a way and they did get the three points on the board. Well, final of our regular contributors to have their say on the win that has sent Liverpool back up to sixth in the Premier League is Ross. Three points in the bag for Liverpool, a goal in the first half and a couple of wins on the bounce. Maybe we are actually turning the corner. Jurgen Klopp named an unchanged side tonight from the the, the great results against Leipzig midweek and we've managed to get the 1-0 victory. First half, yeah, I thought we were really good first half. Probably the better side, Plenty of chances for Liverpool. Mane's missed a couple of really good chances. Mane, I think it was about 10 or 12 minutes. Good build-up. He's through on goal. And a Mane on form and a Mane confident. Just do a little dink over the keeper and put the um, put us one in a But he's trying, he tries to go around him. Keeper's probably done enough. And yeah, he didn't, he didn't end up scoring from that. And then there was a real good chance... 37 minutes, 38 minutes around that time, header, another good movement and Trent Arnold's put a great ball in and like I say, a, a Mane on another day with a bit of form, a bit of confidence is going to slot that one. But we were the better side in that first half, yeah, it was a decent game in that first half. Uh, Wolves were, you know, having a goal, they were pretty offensive. They've got some wonderful players, Wolves, I mean, you could, you could go through the whole Wolves side, really. You've got your, you've got your Traore's, your Neto's, Neves, Semedo's, Matinho, Cody. Yeah, I could, I could go on. Um, it's man for man. It's a great side, and a lot, 
a lot of these players, I mean, teams in the top four, five, six in the league, they take all of these players. You take you take these players in your side. But I think it was plain to see there for, for Wolves today, they're, they're really just missing someone to put the ball in the back of the net, aren't they? Obviously, they've had the issue with uh, Raul Jimenez with their the head injuries, had in the brain surgery or something he's had to have. So they're missing him, but yeah, they're, they're missing a goal scorer. It's it's not rocket science to point that out. They're missing someone to put the ball in the back of the net at the end of the day. I mean, you, you, you take Traore, you take Neto, you take Neves, you take Martino in a heartbeat, you take them as squad players, you take them as players to get in your side. Most teams would. But yeah, they just, they just can't put the ball in the back of the net and, and it was Liverpool who actually scored in the first half, and it's got a. It, is it possibly the first time we scored in the first half in twenty twenty one? Definitely from open play, we might have possibly had a penalty, but we've actually scored in the first half right at the end. Of it, I think it was on forty five, forty six minutes, and it was actually a good move. The front three linked up well. Mane played a little one two with Salah, who managed to slot in Jota. Keeper possibly could have done better, but he's he's hit it low and hard into the bottom corner. It's gone in. Jose, really, really good. He's made a difference, hasn't he, since he's come back. We've missed him so much the last few months, and he just gives you that little bit of something different up front. And you know, we know Firmino's been struggling. So Jota's come in, he's looked lively, he's looked a threat and He's linked up well. He's linked up well with Mane and Salah today. I thought, like I say, particularly the first half, I thought Liverpool were really good. Second half, you know, Wolves, a little bit more of a threat. Uh, Traore had a few good little opportunities in that second half. You know, someone like a Traore, a Traore in a better side, you, you, you think he could cause absolute real, real problems. He was one-on-one. He... He can beat anyone, and he's got that pace, that size. He'd done it a couple of times to Robinson, who'd done okay, Robinson, against him, but he, he had the beating of him, Trio, if he wanted to. It's just the final ball sometimes, isn't it? Let's him down, but... Yeah, um, like I say, second half, Wolves a little bit more lively. Liverpool probably did look a little bit nervy, because we are going to be nervy. We haven't won a game in the Premier League for, it seems like, an eternity. Um, Joss has had a decent chance late on, just before he's come off, they've linked up with everyone. And then uh, Salah's had the, that goal that's allowed, where the keepers, it looks like he's took a, a knee in the head from Cody. Looked like a real serious injury. A huge delay, must have been 10, 15 minutes while they were getting him sorted, getting him on the stretcher. A little bit worrying, hope the keepers are alright. We don't obviously want to see that, no matter who we're playing. I think they're just saying now on commentary that he's okay, he's conscious in the dressing room, so hopefully Patricio's okay. So all in all, yeah, it was a good win. Um, Trent defended really well, got to mention Trent, thought he was really good. Offensively, he linked up okay with Salah and that, but it was defensively where he was more noticeable today. Some vital blocks, tracking back well, done really well. Obviously, got to mention, as it did for the last game, the back, the back two, really, really done well. The two centre backs, Nat Phillips, 
won everything in the air. Kabak, I had my doubts about him in the early games, but he settled in well now, and them two look like a decent partnership. So it's so positive now. We if we can we can push on now. We've got a nice break. It's it's probably the best part of three weeks. We're not playing. We've not got a game now till I think it's the fourth of April. So we can have a nice break. Give everyone a rest. Recharge our batteries. We've got nine games to go in the Premier League. We've got the Champions League ready to go. That's Rose coming up in the next couple of weeks, so that'll be interesting to see who we get. But you know, a couple of games ago, I'd written off, I'd written off top four. I thought we were well out of it, but fourth could possibly still be on. I'm always one to stay positive, and if you look at that table and you look at teams dropping points. We could, we've got nine games to go. If we win six, seven of them games, you know, get a couple of draws, we are a team that could go on a run of, you know, five, six, seven wins on the bounce. Yeah, I'm being optimistic, but that's how you've got to be. You've got to be optimistic as a Liverpool fan. We know we can do it. We've still got that quality. We've got the quality throughout the team. Yeah, we've had our issues this season, but we're still in the mix. So... I think we're I think we're a better side than Chelsea when all said and done. We've had our issues, like I say, this season. So let's just chip away. Let's get our rest. We'll go again in a couple of weeks. Champions League to go. I'm so positive now. Last little push for this season. Come on, Liverpool. Absolutely love the passion of Ross there. He's still definitely hoping that the top four is within reach for the Reds. We'll have to wait and see how they go. Before we go here, though, on post-game, remember you can leave us a rating and review wherever it is you get your audio on demand. They are always more than appreciated. So on the night, Diogo Jota was back on his old stomping ground. The Reds made up ground, moving into the pack in the hunt for European football by seeing off Wolves. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.